Have you noticed on your smartphone, are you getting a lot more robocalls lately? I mean, I have certainly noticed it over the past, I'd say, a couple of months. They seem to be coming in on a uh, regular basis, or at least uh, more frequently. And I'm actually getting, uh, like, new numbers, like different, like really strange numbers. Has anybody noticed this on their call log uh, on their phone? Dave, Mary, I don't know if you've uh, picked up on this or seen this as well, but... uh, just trying to find the one as I'm scrolling through my call log. Call log. Here it is right here. I got a call from V. I hope this person doesn't, uh, this robocaller doesn't mind me giving out their number on the air. But it's a phone number, the likes of which I've never seen. V11108514400. It goes on and it says from Toronto, Ontario. That's a lie. There's <laughs> no way it's from Toronto. <laughs> There's no way. I have never seen a phone number that starts with a letter. It's a phone number, not a phone letter that, that we have. But I'm beginning the, these on a regular basis. Mary, have you noticed, are you getting more robocalls? I'm getting a lot of the uh, the folks that like to clean those animals, that like to swim in the water, the duck cleaners. But I don't have any ducks, so I don't need them cleaned. But <laughs> to your point, yes, I'm getting a lot more of those robocalls for sure. Now, did you know this, Mary, about our good friend David Spargala? Again, behind the controls, out of control, behind the controls. Uh, he phones every robocall back. I, and I've seen you do this during <laughs> commercial breaks, Dave. I've seen you do this during uh, the news at the uh, top of the hour without fail. You always call the robocaller back. Yes. Um, also, I'm c- looking for an apartment right now, so I'm thinking it's uh, a potential landlord calling me. Just I don't want to miss the call. Okay. Um, but when I do call back, it's like, yeah, this number is no longer in service. I had one yesterday. I know we got to go, but I had one yesterday. He kept calling. He or she kept calling me, and I called back because it's it was a legit name, and there was no answer. They would hang up. And then I would call back. They would call me back. And then they message uh, video called me on WhatsApp. I'm not answering that if I don't know who you are. Whoa, wait a minute. You got a robo call on WhatsApp? On WhatsApp, yeah. What? Yeah, they tried it on WhatsApp. No, 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 no. And so I sent the person a text, well, alleged person. And uh, I said, look, I don't know who you are. I tried answering your call. You tried calling me. I, I don't know if you're a real person or not, but stop messaging me because clearly you're not there. And then I eventually blocked the number. I've never seen or heard that before. Robocall on WhatsApp. WhatsApp yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Uh, we are going to find out from our tech expert, uh, Chris Abel. We're going to talk to him about uh, what seems to be an increase in robocalls and what you can do about it. Okay, robocalls. So annoying. And are you getting more of them lately? If so, what can be done? Here's tech expert Chris Abel, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Hey, Chris, good afternoon, and uh, thanks for picking up uh, our call and not thinking it was a robocall. Yeah, thank you, and I'm <laughs> glad to offer what hopefully is good news. Okay, well, first of all, is it true, or is it just my imagination and others? Are robocalls, have they been on the rise lately? Yes, they have been on the rise. I mean, some of the, the companies, I think Bell says that it's up to 25% of phone calls that people are getting are now robocalls, auto-dialed calls. So it really is a serious nuisance. Okay, so what can we do about it then? I mean, uh, I'm thinking back to the do not uh, call list. Uh, remember <laughs> that? Uh, that doesn't yeah. seem to have been particularly effective. So the CRTC has been working with the major phone companies since, oh, 2019 is when they were hoping to do something about this. Uh, the phone companies kept saying, we need more time to do testing because Yes, they want to be able to take care of these phones, but they don't want to accidentally block 
phones from your family, valid phone calls. Uh, they're now at the point the CRTC is saying, look, enough time has gone by. You've done enough testing. You need to launch. So November 30th, Bell, Telus, Rogers are all going to launch a new system called STIR, that's Secure Telephony Information Revisited, which is a system that will take a look at every phone call coming through the network and try to authenticate it. So this is a number of different strategies. One is very similar to what we've had on the internet, which is prove that you are not a computer. So people who are calling with these systems have to prove they're not auto-dialing. And then the other one is to determine whether the phone call is actually coming from where it's supposed to be coming from. Sometimes there's a technique called spoofing. This is when a phone call that's coming from India has been made to look like it's actually coming from Toronto. The phone number that shows up on your call display is not the real phone number. So this is something that the CRTC with this new system coming out says they'll be able to authenticate phone calls and then block them before it even reaches your phone. Up until now, the technique was to see, is there a way to kind of give you an indication, a red light or a green light, just how confident networks are about the phone call that's showing up, something in the call display. They've decided this system will allow them to actually block the phone calls before it even reaches your phone. We'll see. I mean, fingers crossed it's going to happen. I will add that what I just described spoofing, when that first happened, Jeff, in Canada, where a phone call looks like it's coming from Toronto, that's a randomly generated number. Well, often the number that was generated was my personal phone number. And a lot of people thought they were getting a phone call from tech expert Chris Abel from television, who they trusted. When they would get a phone call and it turned out to be a scam because they now had my number, they would call me very upset and angry. So for a good month there, Jeff, every night I would get phone calls from viewers of our shows upset at me. And I would have to, as a good broadcaster, be very patient and friendly and explain again and again and again and again what spoofing was. And right. over time, people started to realize, no, I'm not, I'm not scamming anybody. We were talking about this just before the break, just before you came on. I'm getting more and more calls from V111085, and it does say it's from Toronto, Ontario. Is that an example of spoofing as well? Probably. I mean, often the phone calls are not coming from anywhere nearby. In fact, uh, some of the patterns that I've seen, there are those who are spoofing, and the phone number looks very similar to yours. So the idea is that it looks familiar, you're more likely to trust it. Meanwhile, no, it's a phone call that could be coming from Taiwan, it could be coming from the Ukraine, who knows? And so this is something that the new technology that Bell, Telus, and Rogers are implementing should allow them to understand, no, this phone call isn't actually coming from area code 647, it's actually coming from Australia. And so it should be able to block that phone call before it reaches your phone and becomes a, a harassment to you. Okay, this isn't going to come back on me and everybody else to make a phone call. We're not going to have to go through that authentication that we're not a robot like we do on so many websites uh, now and click on uh, every picture we see with the chimney in it. We're, we're not going to get to that, are we? We're not going to get to that. It may be something that businesses might have to look at, meaning that you know if you have a, a business that you're making hundreds of phone calls every day and it's all related to your business, then yes, you may have to implement a part of your system that says, I am not a robot. I am not a computer. But as you know, for those of us, just in terms of our personal phone calls, just dealing with our friends and family, I do not see that being as something that we're ever going to have to jump through in order just to make a phone call.
Okay, and just finally on this topic, Chris, this new technology that's coming in place November 30th, is this also going to stop some of these really scary phone calls? I think we've all got them, and sadly we've gotten used to it by now, but, uh, you know, it's the Canada Revenue Agency or Border Service yeah. Agency, and we're holding a package with your name, uh-huh. and you're facing criminal uh, charges. I mean, I, I just wonder, how does this, you know, even get through and get to people's phones? Yeah, and a lot of those scams are dependent on the idea that you're being tricked into pressing a number pad. You know, uh, press two for this option, press one for that option. And the option that you're pressing is actually paying money for something without you realizing. And initially, that program was set up for valid services that would say, press two to place an order for this, press one. But the scammers are making you think that you're actually responding to the frightening scenario that you mentioned. My understanding is that yes, this new program, STIR, will be able to recognize these programs again, they are auto-dialed. That yes, you eventually do get connected to a human being, but initially it is a computer that is calling you. So hopefully that will be identified, that will be blocked. We'll see. All right, here with our tech expert, Chris Abel. Chris also wanted to talk to you on this Thursday afternoon about uh, Ontario delaying the launch of the digital ID program. This is something that we've uh, talked about on and off uh, over the past seems like year anyways that our driver's license our uh, health card that will all be uh, digitized but uh, there's going to be a further delay there is yes so and again this has to deal with the vaccination certificate program that rolled out just recently Uh, and as you and i have had conversations about this where of course you know the, the 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 traffic the number of people trying to get their vaccination certificates of course was a huge uh, burden onto the system. That's the same system that the government was planning to use for the government ID program. And so they, I think, wisely have decided, oh, we'll just wait. We'll wait till the whole vaccination program has kind of, you know, gotten to a point where it's calmed and not as many people are trying to get a hold of their certificates and digital certificates. Then we'll launch the government ID program. And so the idea, it was supposed to launch this month, but instead the government's going to wait until early next year. And again, it'll be the same Verify Ontario app that you're using for vaccine information, but this time it's going to be for government ID. There's lots of benefits to it. I mean, it's not just the convenience of always having it on your phone, but it's the security of knowing that when you present ID, you don't have to present all of the information in your ID, just enough for what's required by the service that you're using. And if you lose your phone, you can, of course, remotely wipe the phone. Whereas if you lose your wallet, you know, somebody's got your cards, they've got your cards. There's nothing you can do about that. Right. And of course, with a privacy concern and possibly at risk, maybe pushing a pause until you're absolutely sure you got it right is the right thing to do. Listen, uh, Chris, unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. We don't have time to talk about our last topic today, which is Apple allowing you. They're going to sell you tools to fix your iPhone. All I want to say about that is what possibly could go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like phones explode or anything if they become damaged. No, (laughs) no, we Um, will uh, save that for another day. Uh, Chris, appreciate the uh, time as always. Thanks so much for this. All right. Take care. You too. Our tech expert, Chris Abel with us. We'll step aside, take a break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.